Welcome to another edition of Daily in the Word. This is Rich Chassie, your host and teacher. Glad to have you with us today as we begin in John chapter 14. We're going to be reading verses 1 through 14. This is a very familiar passage of scripture that deals with the issues of heaven and how we get to heaven and the disciples and their discouragement after finding out about Jesus going away and they're not being able to go with him. They won't be able to find him. Someone is going to betray him. Peter's going to deny him. All of these things are making them very upset, very discouraged. And Jesus wants to comfort their troubled hearts. So that's what we'll find today in John chapter 14. Let's begin reading in verse 1. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words I say to you I do not speak in my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Jesus is wanting to comfort the disciples' hearts and minds at this point because of all of the, what seems like to them, horrible news. He's going away. Someone's going to betray him. Peter's going to deny him. Actually, they've heard other things that all of them were going to fall away. Jesus was going to be killed. All of these things were very distressing to them. And so Jesus tells them, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. This message that Jesus emphasizes, not only in this chapter, but in chapters previous that we've already covered, the idea that he is in God the Father and God the Father is in him, that they are one. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms, traditionally many mansions. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? This speaks of his ascension, 
and he's coming back. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back. And this is speaking specifically of the rapture of the church, when he will come back and take us to be with him in heaven, that where I am, you may be also. You know the place where I am going. And Thomas, none of them get this. They, They don't get this until after the events of the cross and the resurrection and the coming of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. They just haven't put this and won't put this together until those events happen. Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus, again, makes this very clear, this statement that is such a pronouncement. This is the sixth of his I am statements. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life The reason why Jesus is the way is because he is the truth and he is the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This verse all by itself really attacks the idea that, oh, there are multiple ways to heaven. We all serve the same God and we're all climbing the same mountain and to get to God. And according to Jesus, that's just not what's true. What's true is that there is only one way to God the Father, and that is through Jesus Christ. And let's face it, if there were other ways to get to God other than through Christ, why would God require that his son be crucified in such a brutal way on the cross? That makes no sense. So Jesus makes it very clear that there is one way to the Father, And it was the Father who sent the Son, going all the way back to John chapter 1. And the reason why Jesus is the only way is because Jesus is the only one the Father sent. Jesus is the way because he is the truth, because he is the life. He is the way to God the Father. There is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. It is only through Jesus Christ believing in what he did for us, trusting your life to him, that we can be saved, that we can be a part of his family. And again, Jesus reiterates, if you really know me, you will know my father as well. And from now on, you do know him. You have seen him. Because if we have seen Jesus, we have seen the father. And Philip, completely not getting it, asked Jesus, show us the Father. That will be enough. He is asking for a theophany here, some special, miraculous, glorified vision of the Father that would somehow put them at ease. And Jesus, in a sense, is frustrated by this. And he says, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you such a long time, they'd all been together for three years. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father, and he has said this before. So, Philip, how can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Jesus is not just coming up with his own thing. The things that he speaks are the things that his Father in heaven gives him to speak. 
and the Father is in him. He is in the Father. He and the Father are one. Philip, understand that. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus, who is doing the work of the Father, believe me, Jesus says, that when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works, John makes special reference to these seven signs, these seven miraculous wonders that he does. And that's evidence for us to trust that Jesus is indeed who he says he is. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. It is Jesus going to the Father that will light the flame of the New Testament church, of this great evangelistic push into the rest of the world. Even Peter, on the day of Pentecost, will preach an over 3,000 just men. That's not counting women and children. Over 3,000 men will get saved on the day of Pentecost. There was never that kind of quote-unquote, success during the ministry of Jesus. But now that Jesus would go to the Father, would go to heaven and send the Holy Spirit, now, because Jesus has gone to the Father, these greater things, this massive number of new believers that would come into the church, not just in the place where Jesus was in Israel, there in Judea and Jerusalem and the northern part of Israel and Galilee and that territory, but all across the known world, the church would expand. Certainly, they saw greater things than these because Jesus had gone to the Father. And then in verses 13 and 14, Jesus speaking about prayer, whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified, he would do it. You may ask me anything for anything in my name, and I will do it. Now, you might recognize that at the end of our prayers, we say, in Jesus' name, amen. It's not just a way for us to kind of put a rubber stamp on our prayer and say, boom, there, we sent it off. It's like the stamp on the envelope that sends it off to heaven. That's not what that's about. When we pray in Jesus' name, What we're doing is we're praying as representatives of Christ. We are representing the name of Christ, the name of Jesus, as we pray. And so as we represent him, we don't want to do anything outside of the will of God the Father. But when we ask things in his name, in his will, in his name is another way of saying in his will, what he would want what would represent him in the world, that is the prayer that he will answer. The point of that is for us to get our lives on the same page as the Lord. And as we live for him, and as we serve him, and as we know him and grow in him, the things that we ask for are going to be the things that line up with who Jesus is and what Jesus would want, his will, not mine. And that's what we ask for. So it's not about asking for a new Corvette. 
and I'm going to ask for it in the name of Jesus, and oh boy, I'm going to get it now because that's what he promised. That's not what it is. Let's make sure that we're praying according to the will of the Lord, praying in his name as his representative, and he will do it. It is mysterious in that sense. It is difficult for us to understand the way that God will sometimes answer our prayer and sometimes not, even when it seems like it would be according to his will. But we need to trust him and leave it in his hands, and he will do what is best. He will do what we need, even though it might not seem like it at the time. So, Lord, we love you, and we do trust you that when we pray, we need to pray in your name, according to your name, representing your name on the earth as we pray, and you will answer. And thank you that you are the way and the truth and the life, and that we have made the decision to come to you and to trust you with our lives because we recognize that you are the only way to the Father. And so we trust you. Lord, if there's anyone that's listening to my voice now and does not know you, I pray that today they would call out your name and say, Lord, I trust you with my life. It's yours. That they too would be saved and be a part of the family of God. Lord, thank you that you have gone on ahead of us, that you are preparing a place for us, that you're coming back again for us. And Lord, we so look forward to that day when we'll be able to see you face to face. Lord, thank you for all that you have done. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Yes, in your name we pray it. Amen. Well, thank you again for listening in today on Daily in the Word. We hope that you'll be back again tomorrow as we continue on in John chapter 14. And hope to see you again next time here on Daily in the Word. Take care.